Yeah, this is a, a bonus episode, bite size. We still haven't fucking decided on yeah. what this is going to be called. Well, I like that we have like a smorgasbord. That's what yeah. we call it. <laughs> a smor- if I can say that, smorgasbord. Smorgasbord. Yeah, it's that kind of episode. So uh, we thought it would be fun to do a couple episodes where we do uh, like uh, personality tests, things like that. Um, and just talk about the results we get. Um, so we found a short dark triad test. I think our I like, don't... serious true crimers are, will appreciate this. Yeah. So um, I did pull up the Wikipedia so I could read to you all what the dark triad is. Um, so in psychology, the dark triad refers to the personality traits of narcissism, Machiavellianism, and psych. Psychopathy. psychopathy yeah psychopathy <laughs> yeah my brain is just I've struggled with that word every time we've talked about this but anyway I can say psychopath but I can't say psychopathy for some reason um they are called dark because of their malevolent malevolent qualities and research on the dark triad is used in applied psychology especially within the fields of law enforcement clinical psychology and business management People scoring high on these traits are more likely to commit crimes, cause social distress, and create severe problems for an organization, especially if they're in leadership positions. Okay. They also tend to know like so many people like that. And then you, you like read this shit and you're like, oh my God, is that person like a fucking sociopath? Dude, do they need to take this test? Um, Um, I have several people, like one person that I've dated, one person that I worked with, like, I'm like, y'all need to to take this and then just like go hide from the world. Yes, please. And um, it says they also tend to be less compassionate, agreeable, empathetic, satisfied with their lives and less likely to believe they and others are good. So um, I... (laughs) I just want to say, we took this test. I'm not happy um, <laughs> I know, with girl, my results. We were, um, we're not telling each other, like, the exact results because we wanted it to be, like, a surprise on the pod. Um, yeah. So I'm um, very curious. Yeah, and, like, I overthink everything. So when I take these kinds of tests, um, I overthink just everything um to the point where i'm not taking it at face value like they're intending because i think of situations where i would answer yes in in that situation so we were talking about one of the questions what was it um it's like wise to keep secrets Um, yeah it's wise to keep secrets and then it's wise to gather information um to use against someone to use against someone if you need to and i said i was like well i mean (laughs) It's not necessarily a bad thing, and I'm not going to say that I don't keep receipts, because I do, but, like, it's not like I'm actively collecting this information to use against someone, like, because I want to, but you never know when someone's going to go back on something they say, and you can be like, no, 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 I have the proof right here. It's like a this cover, is what you like said. A cover your ass file. Right. So, like. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. So go ahead, Becky, tell me how low you got with everything so that I can feel like a whole piece of shit. (laughs) I I, I did get extremely low, 
but I got extremely low on uh, psychopathy. I only got I got a point eight. Okay. So that's the second percentile. <laughs> what? <laughs> what did you get? We should probably explain the scale before we talk about what we. So there was the scores are between zero and four. Zero and four. Right. Yeah. Um, and then the percentile is what percent of other people who have taken this test you score higher than. Yes. So. So I did not even get a one. And that's on psych- psychopathy. Yes. And their definition of psychopathy is reflects shallow emotional responses. Yeah. I fucking feel everything. Like I'm yeah. a big fucking baby. Um, again, I think I overthink everything. Oh, here, there's more. If you click more, it'll give you a little bit more about that. Okay, what is um, I took a screenshot, so what's that say? Uh, psychopathy reflects shallow emotional responses. The relative lack of emotions leads to leads results in a high stress tolerance, low empathy, little guilt, and leads them to seek extremely stimulating activities, resulting in impulsivity and disposition towards interpersonal conflict. No, I am guilty about everything. I think everything's my fault, even when the, I have nothing to do with it. <laughs> I take on yeah, I take on everyone's shit all the time. Like, yeah, no, I'm just fucking neurotic. So this is out of four, and I got a 1.9. Oh, that's, mm, that's not you, though. That's what I mean. Like, I... I feel everything. I feel everyone else's problems constantly. Um, I uh, don't have a high, st- well, I maybe do have a high stress tolerance, but I always feel guilty for, I feel guilty for breathing. I apologize constantly. <laughs> and yeah, I that, don't. That does not seem like you at all. No. And um, I don't like conflict. <laughs> so. So what, I, what questions did you answer, like, that would make it a 1.9? I don't know. And that's what, like, I was trying to figure out which ones were which, you know? So if this is, like, reflects shallow emotional, I I don't know what I could have answered that would have given me that. Because, but again, I overthink everything. So, like, I could have read something that said something like, uh, I don't know, something that would seem really insensitive, like, I make fun of others. And I'll sit there and go, no, I don't do that. But maybe I do do that. What about that one time? And then I just go into like <laughs> a yeah, fucking rabbit like hole. This, I just have to like, I have to do what first comes to my head. Because if, yeah. if I try to think about every single scenario where maybe I acted in the opposite of what I originally thought, then I would do the same thing. Yeah. So that's my problem with a lot of these. But I'm in the 17th percentile. So it's not, I'm pretty, still pretty low. You're not too psycho. No, no. Um. Um, my second lowest was narcissism. Um, oh. I got a point nine. Me too! So, yeah, that's egotistical preoccupation with self. No, I think I suck, like, all the time. Yeah, <laughs> I constantly talk about how much I suck and, like, why the fuck. My, yeah, the I- self-esteem is a negative billion so when you expand on that, it says, because of all their experience with maintaining their self-image, people who score high for narcissism will often appear charming, but their narcissism will later lead to extreme difficulty in developing close relationships. I have a lot of experience with narcissists. Dude, um, I, I there are like these two main people in my head that I'm like, holy, like, and I, yeah, I'm just like, holy shit, like, you're such a narcissist. One is like a guy I dated. He was... 
he would probably meet every criteria of a narcissist. Yeah. Yep. I'm sure. Mine is one that I'm not going to talk about, but yeah. I mean, I so I didn't. I, <laughs> yep. And I didn't really expect to get very high on that because I don't give a shit about myself. Yeah. It's like um, this inflated like sense of like, like delusions of grandeur kind of thing. Yeah. And also doing everything to like only benefit them. Everything that seems like good for other people, it's still benefiting them in some way, you know, um, I just, yeah, nope, I wasn't expecting it high on that. What about um, Machiavellianism? That is a mouthful. Um, I got a 1.1 yeah. on that one. Okay, so that is described as a tendency to be manipulative and deceitful. It usually stems from a lack of respect or disillusionment for others. I got a 2.2. Damn, girl! So, what, like... What percentile was that? 26. Mine was 4. Like, 4th percentile. So, so here's I'm not the thing clear with on that. Exactly what, I mean, manipulation. Okay, I don't, I'm not clear on exactly what that is. We're gonna Google, because I'm not really sure myself. Um, but, like, that was the one where, like, that question where that it asked, like, it's good to keep document, or, you know, information. Mm -hmm. That was definitely one of those questions. And I answered, yeah, occasionally it is good to do that, you know. Um, So, so this says a personality trait which sees a person so focused on their own interests, they will manipulate, deceive, and exploit others to achieve their goals. No, see, I still don't, like, I literally put everyone ahead of myself all the time. So, like, I don't think, hmm. That one, I mean, yeah, I can see myself having maybe, but I think it's just kind of like, like, I will, especially, like, at work or at school, like, I will kiss the asses of people that I need to in order to, like, get what I want. Okay, yeah, that's I mean, what's an example that I can... Which essentially is what that is, but they make it seem way more, like, malicious than that. Like, I don't know. I wish we yeah, could find, I mean, like... I think there's probably, like, levels to it, you know? Like, I think yeah. that, I think that the way you and I use it is way, uh, way milder than, like, what a sociopath would do. Right, and, like, I just want to point out that, like, some man manipulation techniques, well, I'm not saying that they're okay, are... Um, they stem from trauma. They stem from being able to survive. Yeah, they, so, I think some of it is like a survival instinct kind of thing. Right. So like, you know, um, I'm taking this test with a grain of salt because I got it and I was like, wow, I'm a shit fucking human. Um, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I found another one. It's a dark triad test. It's a little bit longer than that. And I just wonder if the questions are more in depth. We'll have to look into that at a different time. Yeah. But you... You had an uh, interesting article you wanted to talk about? Yes, I love this article. So it's not directly related to the dark triad, but it's basically just like, it's a, what it's called. It's from NPR. Um, and it is called On the Scale of Evil, Where Do Murderers Rate? Okay. It's from 2010. It just says it's by NPR staff. But basically, so there's a scale from 1 to 22 and it's, they call it the 22 uh, great gradation, gradations, is that right? 
whatever. But they're basically like 22 levels of evil identified by Dr. Michael Stone. Um, so okay. they range from impulsive. So like one, I think it's kind of just like baseline. And then there's two through eight, which is impulsive murderers, nine through 15, which are semi psychopaths and 16 through 22, which are psychopaths. So like to demonstrate like number one, okay, is justified homicide. So they say that this is the least uh, malevolent and uh, those who have killed in self-defense and do not show psychopathic features are considered this number one category. So the example they give um, is Cheryl Pearson. Um, Cheryl was a Long Island native who had been repeatedly molested by her father after her mother had died. He was a domineering man with rigid and bizarre rules. For example, he insisted she eat three items on her dinner plate incrementally in a clockwise rotation. What the fuck? Wait, say that last part again? So, like, he had these crazy rules, right? So, for example, he insisted she eat three items on her dinner plate incrementally in a clockwise rotation what the fuck if she didn't he would become violent in desperation at age 17 she paid a classmate 400 dollars to kill her father she was sentenced to six months in jail for what was in stone's words in effect a self-defense killing wow so that's like justify like justifiable homicide um in cases of like self-defense but it's not some psychopath that's arranging it or doing it um so then the impulsive murderers kind of they they go on that scale so then number two is like a jealous lover number three are like the companions of killers um and then there's just kind of a further scale into those and i think this is kind of also the um like crimes of passion okay and then each have kind of a different level of um like possible well hmm. i think possible psychopathy but this category this category in particular is not are not psychopaths however the number seven does include narcissists okay so um let's see so here's an example of number seven a narcissist so in 1968 college student um Prozenjit Podar met Tatiana Tarasov at a dance class in California. They dated briefly, but she rejected him. Podar then told his therapist about wanting to kill her. His therapist wanted to commit him to the hospital, but he convinced campus police he was not dangerous. In the summer of 1969, after she returned from a vacation, Podar stabbed Tarasov to death with a kitchen knife. Padar was convicted and deported back to India after his conviction was overturned. Her parents sued the campus police for failing to warn that their daughter was in danger. This led to the famous uh, Tarasoft decision, which ruled physicians now must warn potential victims of a psychiatric patient. Wow. So that's like an example of a narcissist. And then when you get into level nine, that's the semi-sociopaths. Okay. Um, okay. So let me find... Oh, do you know of John List? Why do I know that name? Because he's a killer. So um, he's considered a number 10, which is, in quotes, in the way killers, not fully psychopathic. 
So okay. Okay. John List. So what they say he did is that he um, he was a failed accountant with poor executive ability. He kept losing jobs, yet bought a big house for his wife and three kids, which he couldn't afford. Caught between his indebtedness and his monstrous pride, he decided to kill his family. In 1971, he shot and killed his mother, wife, and children and fled to Colorado under an assumed name. He was at large for 18 years until an image constructed by a forensic anthropologist was broadcast on America or on yeah, America's Most Wanted. He died in prison in 2008 at age 82. Wow. Yeah, so um let's see. I'm trying to find like a Bundy. Like what was he on here? Oh, like Charles Manson Manson was a cold this was he's a level 15, a cold-blooded spree. So this okay. describes this type of killer as murderers who kill multiple people calmly with a psychopathic motive, often pathological in their denial of guilt or inability to confront reality. Hmm. So that's a Charles Manson. Um, oh, okay. Number 17. And this is through, this is goes up to 22. The sexually perverse, which is our dude, Ted Bondi. There we go. Okay. So serial killers with some element element of sexual <laughs> said elephant of sexual perversion. <laughs> it's cool because as soon as you said Bundy, all I could think of was unibrow. Yep, and here so. he is, his famous court picture, looking like a crazy person. Ugh. Um. So, so serial killers with some element of sexual perversion. Um in their crimes are considered the number 17 category in males rape is usually the primary motive and killing follows to hide the evidence torture is not a primary motive okay wow huh and then so i'll just kind of skip ahead to oh yeah okay so number 22 psychopathic torture murderers you have any guesses on who fits this one? Psychopathic torture murderers? Yep. You got it. Hmm. Come on. He's like in the top five. Dahmer didn't. Did Dahmer really yep. torture people? It's Dahmer! Yeah, all right. So it says this is defined by a primary motivation to inflict prolonged diabolical torture. Most in this category are male serial killers. So. Okay. Yeah, Dahmer fits this category because, um, oh, it says that he was sexually molested by a neighbor when he was eight. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yep. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, at 10, he was decapitating animals, mounting their heads on stakes in the backyard. Totally normal for yeah, a child. big deal. At 17, he committed his first murder, a male hitchhiker whom he bludgeoned, strangled, dismembered, and buried after a failed stint in the army. Oh, my God. I did not know he went to the army. Oof. Um, so after that, his serial killing began in earnest in the late 80s, ending up with at least 17 victims, all male, some homosexual like Dahmer. Finally arrested in 1991, he was convicted the next year of 15 murders and sentenced to 936 years in prison. In 1994, hmm. another inmate at the Columbia Correctional Institution in Wisconsin bludgeoned Dahmer to death with a bar from a weight machine. 
So I want to tell you why I um, was struggling there. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I have Albert Fish on the brain lately. Oh, Albert um, Fish. She's a bad dude. And I was like, yeah, but he didn't really torture them, did he? Did he? <laughs> and that's why I was like, eh, we're just going to say Dahmer. Because for some reason, I was about to say Albert Fish. Um, is, is Albert Fish the one that like made like lampshades out of... No, that's Ed, Ed Gein. Oh, that's Ed Gein. Which one's Albert Fish? Albert Fish was the pedophile who cannibalized children. Yes. He was also like a masochist and pushed like pins into his pelvis and left them there. Oh, um, why though? Like, he liked pain, got got off on pain. He would like um, flog himself. Um, I think they said he had a paddle with like nails in it and stuff. Jeez. Um, yeah, it's pretty interesting. And it's <laughs> Joey actually just listened to the H.H. H. Holmes episode because I didn't tell him because H.H. H. Holmes is also one of his uh, favorite serial killers to like research and look into. And um, he was like, I didn't know all that stuff about H.H. H. Holmes was fake. I'm real upset about it now. And I was like, yeah, next time we're going to know, we're going to find out Albert Fish really didn't push all those pins into his pelvis and none of that was fucking real either. <laughs> God, uh, how dare. <laughs> these be fake stories (laughs) um but there's like actually if you google him like there's actually x-rays i guess supposedly of his pelvis gross Um, i mean i'll send them to you it's a great time Mm, okay do it i want to (laughs) see okay do it (laughs) uh what is it called a a sadist sadist yeah i just just your I almost said Satanist. I'm like, no, I'm not a Satanist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you, your reaction was just very Alexis. Oh, from, yeah, uh, kind of was. You're like, mm, ew, no, yeah, do it. Because <laughs> it's like, it's so gross, but like, I have to look. <laughs> oh yeah, it's like you can't look away. Uh uh-uh. uh Um, he just looks like a sweet old grandpa. Right. Oh yeah, he totally does. Mm hmm. Um, so I just thought that was really interesting because I think it's so like fascinating that there's such there's like this theoretical like huge scale of mm-hmm. the evilness of people and we've talked before about sometimes it's hard for me to like <sighs> it's hard for me to like balance having empathy with people and the circumstances that they were like born in and how unfair that can be but also like you can't just be a piece of shit. You're not allowed to do that. Right. Yeah. You can't you can't allow that to form you into a monster. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I thought this was so, really I thought this We was really- all have trauma. It's uh like to call it a personality flare, personality confetti. You just need to fucking work with it and not turn into a fucking actual monster. Yeah, like please so. don't be a fucking asshole. That's all we Yeah. That's all we yeah. can hope for. So I thought that was really cool. And I figured our true crime fanatics would as well. Yeah. Uh, I just sent you a picture of his pelvis, so enjoy that. Oh, great. Let me see. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my <laughs> Lord. Ugh. Yeah. Yep. 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 Oh, my God. It, like, what? What? did he he feel those like inside him um yeah that's why he did it (laughs) oh my god he was a sadomasochist i think and like that that the pain 
is what got him brought him sexual release that like makes my vag hurt <laughs> like just like <laughs> just the exact opposite oh, um God. so just uh just because we were talking about personality types i feel like that everyone's gonna be super bored i'm so sorry guys but take the dark triad test tell us what you get yeah you know, it's, it's interesting um i also wanted to ask about your uh myers-briggs personality type yes um i'm I'm obsessed with all that shit because i think it's fascinating that like i can take that test over and over again and i always get the same thing yeah yep i am an isfj okay and tell me about that um wait do you know what you are yes i want to guess okay because i'm sometimes good at getting them right um, okay, you're definitely an I. Yep. Mm, I feel like you're, oh man. Oh, sensor, intuitor, sensor, intuitor. Uh, I'm going to go with N. Yep. Okay. I definitely an F. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so INF. Ooh, J or P, J or P. I think you're a P. I am! It's <laughs> <Yes>, gutter! <laughs> yeah, so I'm the mediator uh, personality type. Oh, shoot, yeah, I forget what my little character is called. Um, But I find that fascinating because it's just like, it's, that's why I feel like it's so accurate because it doesn't, like, it really does, like, stay with you no matter how many, how much time has gone by. Mm-hmm. I like the 16 personalities website because they give a really good detailed explanation of the personality. Um, So INFP is introverted, intuitive, feeling, uh, prospecting, and they make up 4% of the population. Um, They tend to be quiet, open-minded, imaginative, and apply a caring and creative approach to everything they do. Um, they're true idealists, always looking for the hint of good and even the worst people and events and searching for ways to make things better. And they can be perceived as calm, reserved, or shy. Um, so yeah. Who are some uh, famous INFPs? Give me one second. Uh, J.R.R. Tolkien, William Shakespeare, Bjork, Alicia Keys, Tom Hiddleston, Julia Roberts, William Wordsworth, Johnny Depp. Here's a great one. Frodo Baggins. Oh, that's... <laughs> does it have uh, a uh, Game of Thrones character? Mine does. I'm still... Uh, Anne of Green Gables is Fox Mulder from X-Files. Um, Aw, I'm Sweets from Bones. I love Sweets. No, um, I don't have a Game of Thrones one. Sorry. That's okay. Um, So mine... I'm I'm a defender. Okay. So a defender is someone with the inter- introverted, observant, feeling, and judging personality traits. These people tend to be warm and unassuming in their own steady way. They're efficient and responsible, giving careful attention to practical details in their daily lives. Yeah. Um. Let's see. I my some of my characters. Brie Vandekamp from Desperate Housewives. I thoroughly disagree. Um, <laughs> anywho, no one's gonna give a fuck about that. But Pam from The Office. Okay, all right. Um, 
Captain America. Ooh, I like that. Um. Oh, Caitlin Stark. Oh, there you go. I love her. She just died. <laughs> I was like, I mean, she just died, and you said it. So, R.I.P. Um. <laughs> Uh, Beyonce, okay. I for some All right, Queen B. Right? But I have such a hard time believing that Beyonce's introverted for some reason. I don't know. Um, yeah, the next one you gotta do is that Enneagram one. I did. Ooh, what'd you get? Um, I'm not paying for the full report, so I just have the percentages for the numbers. Okay, what was your highest number? A four? Mine too! I got a 98% match. Damn! <laughs> so, um, a four, and then my second highest is a two. So that makes sense. I forget my second highest, but my first is definitely a four. Yeah, it goes a uh, four, two, uh, five. Yeah, this all makes sense. So four is the individualist, two is the giver, Five is the investigator. You know, I might have been a second. My second might have been two. Also. Yeah, I just wasn't going to um pay because. No, not doing it. I'm not doing it. No, don't pay. Fuck that. Um, there was, what was the fucking movie? And why can I not? think of what it is this literally has nothing to do with personality types and everything to do with the sexual orientation (laughs) um (laughs) no it was another it was another test that was just really actually kind of cool and like um fuck the guy did a shit ton of research on it i think liam neeson played him in the movie is it like the spectrum thing yeah yes uh i forget the name of it um, sexual orientation. I literally just put Liam Neeson sexologist movie. Kirk Kinsey. Yeah. Kinsey. Kinsey's uh, Kinsey. yes. Yeah. Um, which is just very eye-opening for people. Oh, yeah. Everyone's a little gay. Yeah. If you don't, if you're not a little gay, there's something, well, you know what? You're gonna have people go, I'm not, blah, 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 but whatever no you're all a little gay shut up yeah just just fucking get over it accept it yeah um, it's fine you yeah you like you like whacking it once in a while to the thought of channing tatum and girls you like diddling once in a while to the thought of like demi lovato yeah i mean it happens it's okay. I, just stop being what what did joe exotic say when you see when you see porn and you see a dude with a big dick do you like watching the dick or do you like watching the girl <laughs> take it from our take it from the the very reputable source joe exotic joe exotic yeah um anyway the kinsey scale is just another like kind of cool i don't know i like tests like that that just show you like parts of your who you are you know what i mean that I you might too. not have yeah i love that shit and that was also a really good movie so that's part of why i brought it up <laughs> um but yeah so, uh, that was a really weird bonus episode for you. I hope you all enjoyed it. Yep, take those tests. Let us know how crazy you are. Yeah, we want to know. We want to know. Um, and we're going to do one on 
conspiracy theories. Oh my god, you and me are gonna fight. We're gonna fight. We're gonna we're gonna fucking throw hands. It's gonna be bad. Yeah. So just don't don't break your computer or your microphone because we need them. (laughs) Okay, I'll just. (laughs) I don't know. I'll have to like. I gotta break 